This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with ideas for future shows, questions, or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. No matter what we're about to undertake, learning from those who have gone before us is a pretty wise step. When you're a kid, you may learn how to fix a leaky pipe by watching your dad head under the sink with his tools, or you may learn how to grow the perfect vegetable garden by watching your grandmother work in her garden. Now, personally, a big example of this concept to me was watching my daughter learn how to walk. Now, she didn't, she, she didn't struggle getting up, banging down. She watched all the other kids around her walking, walking, walking. And one day she just got up and walked. She got <laughs> to the point where I was just worried she wasn't going to do it actually, but she just paid attention and she's carried this on throughout her life. She pays attention, pays attention to what works and what doesn't work. And then she gets up and gets it right. Um, she does a little bit of failing on her own, but learning from those who have gone before us helps you overcome a lot of the times your nerves and lack of experience. So during the show today, we're going to share some wisdom from folks who are already enjoying their own retirement. But before we jump into that topic, I want to introduce Tony Shore, whose previous experience in radio and podcasting has taught me a lot. Oh, I doubt that you knew it all before you met me. Oh, gosh, I know no. that, Matt. Uh, there's not much I can teach an old dog like you, Matt. <laughs> and I do mean old. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding you. You're younger than I am, so there's that. Most people are, yeah. <laughs> hey, now. Wait, you threw that back at me. That's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> no. Uh, but I am happy to be here, Matt. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited about today's topic and, uh, we all need to know things before we retire. That's for sure. Especially with the changing retirement and financial landscape out there. I mean, wow, things just get crazier and crazier and you don't want to go it alone. You're going to make costly mistakes if you do. So, uh, again, uh, an early plug to work with somebody like yourself, Matt. But I'm curious as to what you have for us on this crazy topic today. But first, how have you been? What have you been doing over there? Are you keeping busy? I have been keeping busy, but I actually got a little vacation uh, from Thursday to yesterday. I just went with, well, we took the family went, but my son played in a baseball tournament up in Canada. Oh, and wow. So we that's took a right. road trip up to Montreal. They let you and in and out of the country. They you made do. it. That's awesome. Yeah, they're happy to let me out of the country. It was getting back in. That was hard. 
Uh, Montreal, huh? How did that yeah. go? It, they they did really well. He played really well. It was really fun watching. It may be his last game. He's going to college. He's going to a D1 school oh. and for engineering. So baseball wasn't even on his radar for college. Um, but they have a club team there. So I hope to see him get to play a couple more games. I mean, it's just, you know, it, getting to watch your kids play kind of makes you a kid again. You know, yeah, it so, does. It does. And so I hope he plays some more ball. Maybe the next game I see him playing will be, you know, summer softball league when he's home for college. Who knows? But um, it was a great time. So, yes, I've been busy in the office, but I got a little break and it was it was absolutely wonderful. That's very cool. Well, I, I did as well. I was gone uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of last week as <laughs> well. Uh, I was working, uh, helping my dad with a big farm auction on the farm where he grew up. I grew up and his dad grew up because uh, grandpa passed away. And so then yep. we had to sell everything, all the tractors and, uh, just, uh, just ju- 101 years accumulation of, uh, junk. And, uh, <laughs> it, it went well though, but wow, what a lot of work. He had a lot of stuff. So yeah, farms do. Yeah, they do. It, it's uh, crazy. They're the ones that taught us. They were the original environmentalists. They reduced, reused and recycled way before anybody else thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, my grandfather had, uh, I don't know why, uh, but he saved, uh, we found about 150 used oil filters. Um, I don't know why you would hang on to those, but um, he also had about 100 new oil filters from all different vehicles, all different years uh, out Mm -hmm. in his shop. And He had, there's so many big buildings. There's a machine shop, a wood shop, um, you know, there's um, equipment sheds with just stuff all over the place. So um, it was a big big sale. There were hundreds of people there and, um, it went very well though. I mean, the work though, that went into it was exhausting. I was telling you before the show, like I said, I haven't worked that hard since, well, the Carter administration, right? I mean, it's (laughs) no one has, it's been a while. Uh, It's been a while, but uh, let's jump into our topic, uh, things we need to know before we retire. Yeah. So there was an AARP article. You probably got it in the mail last week. Um, for <laughs> okay okay buddy uh, yeah back to the joke before call, that, that was a that was a callback tony <laughs> i know it was. um anyway it's called six things i wish someone had told me before i retired and granted these are most of these things are things we've talked about in bits and pieces on other shows i think this is a great way to pull them all together uh brings up some i think very good points hopefully people will be happy that are shared and find them interesting now the first one do not borrow from your 401k whenever possible. It's not uncommon for a lot of people to do it uh, when they're in their 40s and 50s. It's sometimes justified by that idea that, hey, it's my money, so it's okay. And technically, the IRS does allow it. You may be able to borrow as much as $50,000 or even 50% of the amount that's vested in the account, but that money must be paid back in no more than five years. And using that money can be tempting, uh, you know, especially maybe you dip into your 401k to pay off a high interest credit card or something. Well, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to carry that credit card to debt and have to pay off all that interest on credit cards. Uh, That's something that uh, we really need to watch out for. Um, But uh, using some of your 401k to get out from under that big credit card balance seems like it would be a good move, but what's the problem with doing that? Well, this one, could come back to bite you if you don't move quickly to pay back the loan. Now, if you're under big credit card debt, 
you might want to see that as a sign that you need to make some other moves, right? Right. Um, not, it, maybe 401k is not the way to do it because think of it this way. If you borrow 10000 from your 401k to pay off a credit card, that's 10000 less sitting in your retirement bucket. That's 10000 less earning investment returns for potentially years. And if you can't afford to pay the money back quickly, you might find yourself meeting the requirement of paying the money back on time, but not eventually increasing your contributions when you could afford to do it. And if that scenario becomes reality, you'll end up contributing less money to your 401k over time. And that will cost you retirement money that could be important years, years and years down the road. And even if you have the means to both contribute and pay back the loan, you may not be able to because some retirement plans don't permit contributions during the repayment process. So mm. understanding your plan docs is really important. That can be a missed opportunity, potentially enjoy gains, especially if you have a company match and more time missing out on possibly growing your nest egg. Yeah, and my biggest takeaway uh, from this one is that even if you're considering taking that loan from your 401k, make sure you meet with a financial advisor, someone like yourself, Matt, because there may be better options to find some cash that you aren't even aware of then, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, it, and on that same topic, you know, paying down your credit card debt before you retire it's another thing the article explains some retirees wish they'd done before they stopped working. Uh, don't, again, don't default to the 401k option, but many retirees are on a fixed income. And if that fixed income is fairly modest, having some of it go to high interest credit cards, that might have a very unpleasant impact on your retirement lifestyle, especially at a time when, you know, credit card interest rates are heading into the stratosphere. They are. And as you've said, Matt, uh, for many of us, credit cards are a necessary financial tool and they may have a tangible benefit if they come with good rewards, but you always have to pay them off each month and be very judicious in using them. Uh, they aren't for the faint of heart. You have to have the discipline to pay them each month and don't carry a balance. Yeah, you, you use them for the rewards and only really as an operating account. When you're using them to take on more and more debt with really high interest rates, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. Uh, and sometimes it's your only choice. But you want to make it your only choice rather than a bad habit. Yeah. Now, another mistake some people regret making while they were still working, not taking full advantage of a health savings account or an HSA. Some people regret not even knowing what an HSA is. But, you know, <laughs> so the Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies, they did a survey and they referenced it in that article from the AARP. And more than two out of five people of household incomes of less than $50,000 aren't saving money for retirement health care expenses. Now, you can establish an HSA if you have a high deductible health plan and no other coverage. So there, now you know what an HSA can be. While you're still in your career, you can contribute on a tax-free basis. and unlike a flexible spending account, which annually requires you to use the money you set aside for medical expenses or lose it, HSAs can grow and they can carry over year to year into your retirement. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. Obviously uh, that's very helpful. And I think that, um, you know, HSAs can be beneficial. Remind us how HSA money can be utilized. Okay. So it can be taken out tax-free to cover qualified health care expenses that aren't covered by either private insurance or Medicare, uh, e even including things like deductibles and co-pays. You should note, though, that if you're on Medicare, you can no longer contribute to your HSA. And after you've turned 65, 
You can also take withdrawals for non-medical reasons. But if you do that, you'll have to pay the regular taxes on the money. It's no longer tax-free. But as it's probably pretty obvious to a lot of people, as we grow older, healthcare becomes, well, both more expensive and more important. And a well-funded HSA, that may be a useful tool in helping mitigate some of those expenses. Well, it's great. It's a great way to have tax-free money in retirement to pay your medical expenses, of which there will be more than you think. More even, than likely, yep. <laughs> if, even with Medicare, you're going to have medical expenses that you have to pay out of pocket. So uh, those HSAs, fund them now, uh, get those, uh, build them up, and then use them in retirement. That's a great idea. Now, uh, before we move on, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you if they want to get a plan in place. Sure. Give us a call is my favorite way. That's 800-339-9252. Or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. And we're going to continue the show. This has been a good one. I've already learned a lot. What do you have next? Uh, something we need to know before we retire to save us some money or some headaches. Yep. Sticking with that article. Uh, the next one, get all the necessary information before packing up and moving to a new area for your retirement. We just did a show on this not that long ago, right. but I think it bears repeating here. You know, spend as much possible time, as much possible time in the area that you're considering for retirement. Wander around, check out the popular areas, but get off the beaten path. See what it's like there too. It may be especially important if the community you're considering is a popular vacation spot. You know, living in a place is often very different than visiting that place for a week or two a year. Oh, it's very different. That's a great point. Spending a week in Lake Country in the middle of summer is very likely different than living in Lake Country in the middle of the winter, right? Yeah, sometimes your roads aren't plowed. You know, it depends on where <laughs> exactly. you're at out there. So, exactly. Um, you exactly. need to know what you're getting into about your potential new community before you sign either a purchase agreement or a lease. Don't just check off things you're excited about. Like, it's got great views or it's got, you know, awesome concert halls or de decent prices on things. Dig a little deeper. Be honest. Do those views come with big crowds? Do those entertainment venues close up in the winter? There may be some hidden reasons for caution as well. You know, think about this. It, maybe you love dining out with your spouse, your friends. If you're considering a touristy area for your new home, there's a chance there may be a food tax at local restaurants. More and more restaurants are adding on these built-in, you know, uh, administrative fees and uh, kitchen fees and service fees, regardless, before there's tipping. So, you know, as a tourist visiting for a week, it may not be a big deal, but if it increases your check every time you dine out year-round, it may hit you a bit differently. And if you're moving from that bigger community to a smaller community, you may lose certain amenities. So we were talking about this on the ride up to Montreal. We, you know, we went from cities up through the mountains, up through the farmland in Canada, and then into Montreal, which is what the seventh largest city in North America. So you see, like, here's a little town. I said, I asked my kids as I'm going through, like, did you see yourself living somewhere like this? And my son's like, well, you don't have a lot of choices for restaurants. I said, well, that's why you get good at cooking, right? But you know, you might not have a Thai restaurant that you want to go eat at, or maybe there's no Costco or a really good bookstore. It might not just come down to restaurants. It may, you may be missing certain things that you're used to, uh, but there might be things that you genuinely miss, or it might be that you're from a little town and being in a big city is overwhelming. So, and don't even forget, you know, some developments that cater to older folks, those have homeowners association fees that you'll have to budget for and not having those in your plan can be very detrimental over time. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, w- I would say so. So, yeah, I, I'm not a person who could live in a really small. I need amenities. Um, I like the remoteness, but yet I like amenities. So hard, hard to get uh, both. Right. So yeah. it's it's tough. But uh, I know, uh, you know, I'm kind of in the middle, like on the edge or just outside, maybe a half hour out. Right. Yeah, there's something romantic about thinking about like living on the top of a mountain or the side of a mountain somewhere, looking down over the lakes and all these, you know, beautiful woods. But if you're one of those cooks that's like, oh, no, I forgot the cilantro. It's an hour and a half round trip to the grocery store. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's probably not going to be the best place for you. No. Um, And I need really good high speed Internet to do what I do. So, yeah. Yeah. Starlink's wrapped around the world. You can't count on that. Yeah, yeah, until we get Skynet up, up, up Skynet. and running. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, have little, any, you got any Terminator things on your Terminator reference thing? there. Well, and uh, I, I know, uh, you know, depending on where you live, it's uh, this is something that came up the other day. I was talking with somebody who had to pay uh, uh, homeowners fees, a homeowners association, mm-hmm. HOA, HOAs. And I know from experience, those can add up in a hurry. Even if you're receiving some services in exchange for what you're paying, that can be really expensive. And a lot of people don't take those into consideration when they buy a place that has an HOA. Yeah, it's something, unless it's clearly explained to you, look at the place you're moving into. If it's a private road, if it's got amenities, you're probably going to be in an association. Yeah. And one, unless you feel like serving on the board, you're going to have very little to no say about what the costs are. Um, and those fees, things are going to happen and you're going to end up with some bills every now and then and not having a place for that in your plan. And listen, if you've planned for it, you'll probably be OK. But if it is not one of those considerations, you might get in a little bit of, of a mix up there. Um, here's another thing I like to talk about, especially from this article. This is one. And I think it absolutely bears repeating from the article is this uh, a lot of people don't understand especially a lot of retirees don't adequately understand that the people in their lives wouldn't always have the time for them that they planned they would have for them in retirement you know for a lot of people more time with family and friends is one of the most exciting parts of retirement and there was another transamerica center study that found that three in five people noted that more time with those they care about is their top retirement dream. So that's second only to travel. Oh, wow. But the deal is when you're retired, a lot of those people you care about the most, they might still be working. They might be in school. They might be young with their families and their vacation with the kids might trump the vacation you were planning. That means though they, you know, it doesn't mean they don't love spending time with you. It just might mean they aren't always going to be available on your wide open schedule. That means you're going to have to find healthy and inexpensive ways to enjoy, enjoy some time on your own as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's something to consider. I, I think that uh, we all want to spend time with others, our friends and family after we retire, but, uh, not everybody has every single day free all day. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, that can become a problem. And, and luckily there are numerous volunteer opportunities, hobbies, new adventures, just waiting to be explored. So it's not like there's nothing to do. Right. Right. And so there's two and there's two other ways I want to look at this next thing I want to talk about is this tied to this. Like maybe you have grandkids you're eager to, eager to travel with. Eagle to travel with is what I almost said. there, but <laughs> Eager to travel with. Let me get it right. During the school year, maybe you plan some trips for yourself during the week and save kid friendly things like Six Flags and Washington, D.C. for the summer months or school breaks. That bonus, you know, is traveling during the week during the school year 
might save you some money because for a lot of tourist locations, that's considered the off-peak time of year. A lot of hotels are also less expensive during the week than they are on weekends. Um, but then again, sometimes if the kids are doing okay in school, sometimes their parents don't mind you taking them on a vacation during a school week. <laughs> and you can save yourself a, a couple of things of money there. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I took my kids to Disneyland during a school week when they were younger. We get we got their homework ahead of time. We gave them a little bit of time to do their homework every day, right? So they kept up. They didn't fall behind. And I'm sure they really enjoyed that as well. Hey, well, I made them do homework <laughs> in the summertime too. So that's good. <laughs> so the, I was that parent. But good for what ails them? Yeah, but you know what? My kids did okay, so I'm all right with that. Yeah, uh, you know. Listen, a lot of the retirees, they no longer have to worry about calendars, meeting reminders. The reality is time with family and friends will likely still require some degree of scheduling and flexibility. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And we, I think spending time with the grandkids is a big dream for a lot of people. So I'm glad you're addressing that. And, you know, um, again, back to having something to do. What about pickleball? That's the rage. We could play sure pickleball. Sure is. This week. What'll be it? What will it be next? True, true. But no, hey, that's a great one. You know, pickleball is a great thing. And there's always going to be something new and exciting to do. But that's one of those things you want to pay attention to. Don't fall. Have new things. Embrace new opportunities. Embrace new friends in those years. So something people don't realize is that retirement from those long held careers don't necessarily mean never working again. And this might kind of feed into that. Look for some new opportunities. Um, sometimes you have to go back because you didn't plan properly. But you know, 68% of respondents to another Transamerica Center poll considered themselves financially prepared for retirement. But things like soaring inflation have a funny way of tossing your plans right out the window. 51% of retirees, according to a Goldman Sachs survey, had an income that was currently less than half of their pre-retirement income. That can be a precarious balance made all the more difficult by, you know, things like rising grocery prices. So if you're not considering inflation at a slightly higher level in your plan than traditional inflation might be with you or your returns at a slowly, slightly lower level than traditional returns might be, you might get into a incident where even though you hadn't planned on it, you may have to end up going back to work at some level, but maybe instead Reframe it as a new opportunity if you have made the unfortunate mistake of not properly planning. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You have to have a plan in place, and I think that's the key. And um, you know, uh, the I think what's the potential solution there, though? Well, you know, again, you don't have to get a job in the mines. Yeah. You know, you can <laughs> supplement your income doing something you'll enjoy. And maybe mining is something you enjoy. You don't have so to then, put together farm auctions for a living. <laughs> there's that, right? Um, so don't undervalue the socialization that comes with a job. You know, you don't have to put a ton of pressure on yourself. Either choo you can choose to work in retirement. Some people are forced to work in retirement. I get that. But maybe choosing to work in retirement rather than feeling forced to work in retirement can make all the difference. So work with your financial pro to determine how much extra income you may need and then find a job you can do maybe one or two days a week that you'll find fun, not draining. And, you know, you read about quiet quitting and now loud quitting. There may be a lot of options out there. <laughs> yeah. Because people seem to be getting super lazy and very, very not tolerant of working. So 
There are more and more employers looking for good employ good employees these days. Oh, that is the truth. There are so many opportunities out there and so many companies and business owners looking to find good employees. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really uh, that's the crisis right now is finding good employees for employers. Um, yeah, and w- and when you're retired, take the sh- shifts nobody else wants. Work Monday, Tuesday when everybody else wants Monday, Tuesday off, right? Or <laughs> maybe you get a job at Starbucks and you work. Wednesday afternoons and Thursday afternoons and people just want some other shift. You can do some of these spots where other people aren't choosing. Again, if you don't, if you don't have enough money, maybe it's not time to retire. But if you only need some money, some of that additional money in retirement, there's a lot of things you can do to supplement that. Or if you're just looking for a reason to get up in the morning and have a little purpose and social interaction. So you want to be a barista at a coffee shop or something. That's I think that's great. So yeah. whether it's because you have to or you want to find something you want to do and uh, then do it. And it's if it gives you a purpose in retirement, that's all that much better, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think this has been a great topic and discussion. We're almost out of time. Let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you, Matt. Sure. You can give us a call. 800-339-9252. Or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. Again, take the examples of those who have gone before you take the help from the people that help those people do it every day find a financial advisor that's working either is a cfp or has one on staff that they work closely with get your plan put in place so that those all those pieces of your retirement plan are there and working with a good planner and a good advisor they're going to go through these things all these topics we talked about today those are going to be discussions you have when you sit down Those should be the discussions you're having with an advisor the first and second time you meet with them rather than them beating you up about how much money you have and how quickly they can get it into their accounts, right? Not knowing those things, those people should not be pushing you to get the money under their management. They should be talking about these things so that when they get to that step where it comes time to make the advice and give you the advice advice as to what your money should be doing to you and how it should be working for you, that they have an actual understanding what your whole picture looks like. Boom. Wow. Well put. Well put, Matt. So what's that number and web address they can call? You can call us at 800-339-9252, or you can visit us at compass-ltd.com. All right. And that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered 
offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.